Sweet Girl is a new Netflix movie. This is an American action, political, Hell conspiracy, yeah. thriller set in, I believe, uh, Philadelphia. Uh, oh, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. And uh, oh, hmm. you OK, Will? You know, I mean, it's like you said, an American film because it is filmed in the, the heart of America, in my view. I said Philadelphia. Which is Sure. Nothing against Philadelphia. I've been there a few times. Um, I think I've also been to Allentown a couple of times. But I've been to uh, yeah, this is yeah. Okay. Pottsville, Do you want Pennsylvania. To talk about, Sorry. Sure. Do you want to talk about Allentown a little bit more? <laughs> you have more to say about Allentown? <laughs> Probably more to say about that than this movie. But uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Sure. Uh, no, sorry. Where does where does the movie take place? I'm a lashing. It takes place in my neck of the woods. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, you know, you don't say while you're, you know, mm. live messaging me while watching this movie, all the yes. different Pittsburgh locations that you're seeing. Yes. <laughs> Which uh, I appreciate. I think it was also, sure. Um, it's not as much of a Pittsburgh film as a uh, American Pickle, which came out last year and it was like maybe the most Pittsburgh, New York film I've ever seen. <laughs> Even more than Perks of Being a Wallflower? Well, that's like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. That's actually more suburban Pittsburgh. So that's actually... Okay. That's like really my neck of the woods. But um, I remember American Pickle, like several times I'd go to work and I just like would have to skirt around like the film crew because <laughs> they were just like they were constantly filming around me. Uh, I didn't have the same experience with Sweet Girl, though I know other people were like like roads were blocked off because they're filming this movie or there's like a big action scene that you might remember midway through that uh, they had yeah. to desert the streets for and and that, you know, Traffic in Pittsburgh is already a pain in the ass. And when you're filming a big movie and blocking off like three or four of the major streets, that's that's not a good way to win over people. I'll just say that. Sure, sure. And uh, we should say this movie finished uh, production right before COVID, like I think a few weeks before lockdown. <laughs> so uh, that's the only yeah. reason this movie is uh, that kind of finished when it did, I guess. I think they might have, I don't know. I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm wondering, they might have had to do like some reshoots during the pandemic. I don't know if that was a case or not, but I, I think that might be that, the reason why. I wouldn't why. be surprised. I mean, reshoots are pretty common, so yeah. But yeah. I, I'm sure they did all the big crowd scenes, like all the stuff that really requires, you know, a uh, right. Yeah, no, that was 2019. World. Yeah, that probably would have been 2019 yeah. when they did it. Yeah, no, I I know for sure it was because I remember when they were filming it. Yeah, yeah, you were you were there. I looked for you in the crowd. and I didn't see you. No, unfortunately. Uh, you know, this is not the case. Like, uh, this is not an American pickle situation where. I was there and it got cut out. I never did any extra work for this movie. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't want to. I just didn't have the opportunity. But or Bridget uh, yeah, Bernadette, is, the other you know, it says yes, take the place other in Pittsburgh, but right. yes, uh, one day they'll release the Will Ashton cuts of both films. I hope, <laughs> but that day has not yet come. That's right. And listeners, there, if if you're like, well, I want to see a Will Ashton cut of something, well, you still have Mindhunter episode nine or whatever it is, and you still have Perks of Being a Wallflower. There's there's a couple scenes. Yes. There's a couple scenes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Sweet Girl stars Jason Momoa and Isabella Merced. Isabella Merced, excuse me. They started in this movie, I, you know, I mentioned it. It was like a, it's like a political kind of thriller. It's based, it's like a pharmaceutical CEO, you know, kind of bribery stuff super well timed for this movie to come out when science and the medical you know world is under a bit of scrutiny by people who are you know yeah so this movie was directed by brian andrew mendoza this is his first film uh, i don't know if he's worked on anything else or what his background is uh, i think this is the first i've ever heard of him. um 
he is apparently Jason Momoa's friend. Interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. I wish I was Jason Momoa's friend. Uh, I would. Yeah, he seems like a fun time. I, I mean, you know what I would do? I wouldn't know. make a movie with him. I don't want to make a movie. I would. I would uh, co-write a novel with the guy. I bet that would be fun. Uh, all right. Now I would just party with him because I mean, you'd probably get to hang out with the. Is he married to Lisa Bonet? But see, if you get if you um, write a novel with him, then you get to do the rap party. You get to, you get a party still out of the. But you also get a novel. So and yeah, yeah. he's with Lisa. Why Bonet. not just make a movie? Why not just like write a screenplay together and then make the movie? I'm too intimidated. I, I, novels are more fun. Sure. I, writing screenplays to me, it's like looking at math formulas. It's just not for me. But yeah. Hmm. But that said, uh, stars him. It also stars Isabella Merced, who we've seen in so many things. We've seen her in, you know, like that Dora the Explorer movie. We saw her mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. The, the Instant Family, which uh, I always I always yep. like to mention that movie is like weirdly surprisingly good. Uh, with her and uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, I like it. You just, you know, let it happen. It's, it's eh, gonna stand the test it, it of time. Okay. You wait and see. It has Margot Martindale in it. How could you? What else you want? Well, I have nothing against her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, and Rose um, Byrne. I don't. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I know a lot of people like that film, and you know, whatever helps you, whoever helps people get through the day. Sure, sure. <laughs> She's been in some other stuff. She was in that uh, Let It Snow movie, I think. She she did a voice in uh, Spirit Untamed. And, uh, oh, and she was in, uh, what was that other movie? Oh, Sicario, Day of the Soldado. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Few hits, few misses. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that role was pretty intense for her. I remember that. For sure. That a, and, yeah. uh, you know, it definitely was a, you know, an experience, I'm sure, for her as a young actor. And in this movie, I would say also pretty intense. She's she's kind of in this action movie with Jason Momoa. Uh, she gets you know her yeah. own share of action too. Uh, I didn't sure. I didn't recognize too many other people in the cast here. Uh, th- there are a few. There's some few like there's like a hitman played by Emmanuel Garcia Rulfo. Uh, we mm-hmm. had uh, Razor Jaffrey, um, Justin Bartha uh, from uh, Yes. I always remember him. The other guy from from National the Hangover. Treasure and Hangover. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. Those are the two movies I think of. Yeah, he's Doug and The Hangover, which I guess, I don't know, which movie do you think is bigger, Hangover or National Treasure? Uh, Hard to say, huh? Mm. Both big I films. I mean, I think I think Hangover was a bigger film at the moment, but it was, it's become sort of like a flash in the pan sort of thing. Like, okay. I don't think, yeah. nowadays it's like as well regarded uh, as it was in like 2008, but National Treasure, the, you know, the legacy lives on. And people are still demanding. That's just the uh, name of the third movie, movie probably. <laughs> sure. National Treasure, tre- um, National Treasure, the Legacy Lives On. That's the name of the sure. third one that will come out someday. I bet. Maybe. Yeah. So he he's in this movie. He he doesn't have a big role in this, um, but he's part of the film. And the the setup here is that there's this pharmaceutical company. They have this like I guess it's kind of built as like a miracle treatment for people with cancer. Uh, our main character, his name is Ray. He and his daughters, um, uh, his wife and his daughter's mother, she has uh, had cancer and, and is trying to get on a trial for this treatment that could save her life. But then something happens and it gets revoked for some reason and has something to do with the greediness of this pharmaceutical tech thing. It's literally called Bioprime, which, of course. And all that to say, these characters have a bit of a grudge against what happened. They get caught up in this conspiracy involving bribery and hitmen and political intrigue. None of it is interesting. This movie's a real slog. If it hadn't been on Netflix, I don't think I would have seen it. I I think that I would have kind of stayed 
pretty far away from it based on any of the marketing. I haven't seen the trailer, but just in general, it just it d- didn't really look like it was going to be my thing. And this movie, I think the thing that I'm the only thing I'm seeing people talk about with this movie is that its twist is so bonkers. And I was going <laughs> to yes. ask you about that. It oh, it, it genuinely elicited laughs for me. Like it, it really yes, did. Me too. It almost makes the experience worth it because now you get now we can actually talk about a movie like this that does this. Um, I'm sure this yes. will be referenced many times in Cinemaholics episodes future, where we're like, okay, okay, but it's not like the twist in Sweet Girl. Like, remember that? So, hmm. yeah, what did you think of this movie? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said uh, last week, I knew someone who worked in the film. Uh, I didn't see any marketing materials for it or anything. I honestly forgot it was coming out until like a few days ago. Uh, but I had heard stories, and I won't divulge those stories, but um, I the impression I was given by uh, the person who I knew worked in the film who did Second Unit was that it was going to be quite bad, because he had read some of the script, and he had read the twist, and he's, he didn't tell me what the twist was, but he's just like, man, like, it's... <laughs> Like this is just basically like a vanity project for Jason Momoa. It's just kind of something that kind of boosts up his ego after Aquaman, and I think that that helped true. Like I think uh, you know you never know with a film it's, as far as like production. Maybe it gets saved in the edit. Uh, you know maybe they figure it out as they continue filming. But with a film like Sweet Girl, I just think it was kind of dead in the water from the get go. Unfortunately, uh, because on paper, I mean this seems like my bag. Like it's a pittsburgh shot 90s-esque action thriller about a guy going after the like you know big farm basically and and the corrupt medical system that we have in this country and i'm like you know on paper if you tell me that i'm like you know hell yeah yeah let's give that to me now yeah let's do this you know jason i think in the right role i think he can be a very fun uh sort of disarming screen presence you know, there's there's something, you know, like you can't really like put your finger on what his star presence is. And I don't know if it's fully formed yet, but I, I think there's something unmistakable about him that, you know, it doesn't it's not like an Arnold thing where he's like otherworldly. But like there is something, you know, he has like a unique screen presence. And I, I do think that like in action scene, he does kind of have like the rough and tumble to stand out. And there are a few action scenes in this that I think have kind of like they're not quite gritty, but they, they, they can tell that like people got banged up and bruised and like you know uh people are you know hitting each other on metal poles and smashing through wind banisters and stuff like that and those scenes uh struck me as you know yeah as a netflix watcher me, they're kind those of amusing. Are, those are okay i can check my phone now scenes because i'm oh, really? so those are moments where i don't care i know okay. what's going to happen at the end of the fight and nothing happening in the fight sure i don't feel anything so i'm like i can just check my phone i'll sure. see who wins the fight in the end okay See, I'm the opposite where I'm like, I'm kind of interested in that because like, oh, stuff's happening. The rest of the film, there's no sense of style or pacing in this thing. Like you said, it is just kind of like slogging its way through one predictable action beat to the next in a screenplay that is woefully generic, like almost comically generic uh, in terms of how it's plotted and staged. You would call it generic uh, crime. I mean. Yeah. But like when I was watching this, like I think back to like. Netflix, I mean, obviously they make a lot of great films here and there, and they have some prestige films, but I feel like three out of four times they make movies that you fold laundry to, like stuff you can hear in the background and like you can follow because they just explicitly tell you everything you're supposed to know and feel about the characters, and they have no real sense of visual language because everything's just supposed to be telegraphed as people are like 
absentmindedly watching it while doing other things. And I kept thinking about that watching this film because, like you said, like midway through, like I try to be as professional as possible when I watch these films, but I just, you know, I just can't give, uh, you know, a heck after a point. Like it just, it, the movie has, it, you can tell like no one involved really seems to care or like really invest in the story or the dramatic arts of it and it's just like it's, it's impossible not to like want to like just check your phone midway through because the pacing at times feels like you're pulling teeth but i i do think the action beats uh are you know kind of music at least for me like seeing the different uh points in pittsburgh uh the fact that there is a, a giant uh action scene about one fourth away through the film on the t uh, is something as a Pittsburgher that I find very amusing because either the most accurate, inaccurate thing about this film, uh, and do you mind if I do light spoilers, John, or are you going to be upset? Let's do a, a light spoilers warning for <laughs> Sweet Girl starting now. Skip ahead, use the okay. show notes, the chapter skip to, to get to the next review. Okay, this is easily my favorite scene in the whole film because, like, you know, we have this scene where it's like, hey, I'm from Vox. I need to tell you something. Okay, what do you need? No, we can't talk about it over the phone. Follow, to meet me in the trolley stop and then obviously Jason Moa goes to the trolley stop has beautiful perfect cell phone reception underground the trolley which is impossible uh, I dare anyone to try to call someone in, in the T in the middle of the thing he meets up with the Fox guy he's like hey what's up he's just like oh hey you know that thing is just like gets stabbed immediately everyone gets out of the trolley of course because some guy just got stabbed they're fighting obviously banging each other's heads the T driver could not give less of a heck just keeps driving <laughs> he's like next stop you know uh station square and i don't know if that's the most accurate inaccurate thing about the movie that the t-driver just keeps going through all the destinations people are flying out of the window and just like all right next stop see well <laughs> it's go. so funny you say that because so shang chi comes out next week and it does the same thing but then it, it does have an explanation for why the bus driver has no idea what's happening and it's really yeah. hilarious uh, okay. I, I, it's going to be hilarious for you i think in particular to see like what they tried to do to explain that so i'll i'll warn you there yeah i think it's funnier that they just don't explain this film they just don't care it's just like it that's like i said it's either the most accurate inaccurate thing about the movie it's just that he's just like yeah they don't pay me enough to care i'm just gonna keep going some you know like the lady's just like a guy just died it's like you know not my problem <laughs> i yeah. have you know yeah yeah I love that they got Nelson Franklin for that role. And yeah, to what you're saying, like there's just that sums up the movie so well. It's like 10 minutes or something of like, now you have to go here. Now you have to go there. Like all of this build up and set. He's like, sorry, it was a precaution still just immediately. <laughs> like It is pretty laughable. Um, I didn't forget to mention, well, I don't know if I told you, I, I know somebody who worked on the film too. Oh yeah. Jason Momoa. And we're working on a novel oh, okay. together and yeah, you know what he told me? When we were chat, we, well, we were group texting, and yeah, uh, with uh, uh, sharing cigars and drinking brandy in his uh, underwater, you know, wooden cabin or whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We were we were there. We were we were in Atlantis, and he was kind of just like, you know, who do you who do you think should play my daughter um, in a movie? And you know, I gave him a list, and I kind of went through all the picks and everything like that. And he was like, huh, yeah, yeah, these are all good picks. I like these picks. But I'm going to have to go with somebody else completely. And I was like, okay, well, you know, you asked me my opinion. Um, Isabella Merced. So, there, you know, there, there's this sort of like these two characters are related is the idea behind this movie. And I kind of just, 
I don't know. I'm a little frustrated because I, I don't I don't see it, but I don't know if that's just me. You know what I mean? Like I I just looked at it and I was like, I didn't buy for a second that she you know, cause she's I know they try to play it up with like the mother is kind of vaguely Hispanic, but Jason Momoa is not Hispanic and he doesn't look Hispanic. And I don't think Isabella Merced looks like a cross between those two characters. And it was just something that kind of threw me off and it was like a sort of like, we'll wave it away. You know, I think it's fine because they both have vaguely tan skin. Do, do you, do you hear what I'm saying at all? Yeah. I mean, I didn't buy that they were, you know, uh, related in blood, but it didn't, uh, this time around didn't bother me as much. I, I do think she is better than this material deserves. Um, yeah, I know, agree which is that. generally how I feel about, she's a great, how actress. I feel about, yeah. Cause I don't, I don't know. I think personally her filmography leaves something to be desired. Uh, generally speaking, I mean, the door movie was fine, but, um, yeah, I just, I don't think she's been attached to too many good films, but I think she's generally, if not the best thing, one of the best things about the films. And I don't think this film is an exception at all. I think she's probably the best performance in it because, you know, she actually is giving dramatic urgency to this role and it doesn't feel like it's just a paycheck for her. It feels like she's, you know, still trying to prove herself as a young and up and coming star. But, uh, you know, there's only so much you can do with this script, I think. I think that is the case. And you know what? She's a young actor, you know, bright future ahead of her, I think. Um, I think she's only like in her early twenties right now. So I, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be super negative with her performance or anything, or it, it I guess this is the, just that kind of movie where it's not one thing. It's just kind of everything put together. There's a part in this movie where literally like one of the like villain characters is like, you have no idea like what you're stepping into. It's like dialogue like that, that feels like it's straight out of the office like something like Michael Scott would say in one of his fake movies. Like it, it really does have that kind of energy. You got to admit though, he had a cool shotgun. <laughs> uh, or, I guess it was technically the bullets, but it was all right. Those moments kind of briefly woke me up. I was like, Oh, okay. That's cool. But I think probably because of the sound. <laughs> so sure. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's uh, yeah. sweet girl. It's uh, streaming on Netflix. Uh, pretty popular on Netflix. I think it was in the top 10. Uh, might still be yeah. in the top 10. 21 number one. Number one? Was it number one? I didn't see. I thought yeah, brand new. It was number one on Saturday. Okay. Uh, maybe it upset it, but when I put it on Saturday, it was number one. And sometimes, but you know what though, Will? I think it, I think sometimes top ten can be regional. So. You've mentioned this before. I'm just telling you my I experience. <laughs> I'll tell you mine, and I mine is I don't really actually remember. I mean, so I'll defer to you. Would you? I mean, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be surprising if this was the number one movie in Pittsburgh because it's such a Pittsburgh film, even down to having a huge action set piece in PNC Park as if this is like sudden death in the civic arena. Um, but, uh, you know, well, I'll be honest. You already know this. You already know this about it. I've never been to Pittsburgh. Mm. I don't plan to go to Pittsburgh. Not yet. You know, except for, of course, when I am there for your child's christening, um, I am the godfather sure. after all. So, uh, you know, for yeah. that, I'll show up in Pittsburgh, but I do request yeah. that you do one it outside day, you know. of Pittsburgh if you can. Sure. Uh, we'll, meet up we'll go to permanis or something and uh have uh yingling beers and talk the talk i guess hey i i am in for yingling uh first first beer i had when i was 21 you know because they do have it outside of pennsylvania so and i i am a fan uh but yeah yep. that is that is sweet girl now uh, maybe you want to grab a few yinglings with your buds uh depending on where you live and you're of age and uh maybe check it out on yeah. netflix if you're looking for a brief little distraction Yo. there You'll probably need them to get through it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched this movie pretty sober, and uh, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, 
I wish I wasn't sober when I was watching it, I'll be honest. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.